All right, good day, everybody. This is Emar Pursuit, the Sports Inquirer, and we're happy to be joined by President and CEO of Peach Bowl Incorporated, Gary Stoken. Thank you for joining us, Gary. I know you have a very busy week ahead of you, or that you're in right now. Really appreciate the time uh, with us. Well, thanks for having us. This is a great time of the year. Kickoff of college football, and we're excited. I know. I consider this the really true kick. I know we had week zero, and respect to those teams and those conferences, but this is really the week where uh, we get ramped up. But first thing, I think myself and our listeners and readers or viewers would like to know, change in the name, Aflac kick, Kickoff. We're so much to Chick-fil-A being so incorporated in the culture here in the Southeast and Atlanta, but now has a Aflac has joined the uh, the naming. What was that process like and uh, what led to that uh, decision? Well, we're very blessed to have Aflac join us. We uh, Last year, uh, we started a new tradition and we went to New York to ring in the uh, New York Stock Exchange bell to uh, kick off college football and start the season. And uh, while in New York, I had the opportunity to meet with uh, Virgil Miller, who's the president of Aflac. And Chick-fil-A had met with us earlier in the year and said, you know, we, we have, we're growing. We have a lot of things to, uh, to do that we like to take the money out of the kickoff game and spend it on those endeavors. But we want to stay as a part of the bowl, title sponsor of the bowl, which Chick-fil-A is the longest serving title sponsor in bowl history. Um, so they'll stay as title of the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Um, but they said, if you can find somebody else, great. If you can't come back to us, we'll help you out. And so while I was in New York and meeting with Virgil is Michael Jordan has said, you only miss the shots you don't take. So I took a shot and said, Virgil, you guys are heavily invested in college football. You're a Georgia company like we are. Um, we, uh, we both have, uh, near and dear to our heart children's healthcare of Atlanta, where they've they've spent $168 million to start the Aflac Cancer and Blood Disorder Center at Children's Healthcare and served hundreds of thousands of kids. And uh, in 2019, the Peach Bowl, we, we uh, donated $20 million to start trials and find cures to eradicate childhood cancer at the Aflac Cancer and Blood Disorder Center at Children's Healthcare. So there's a community of interest there and uh, after a couple other phone calls in three weeks, we had a deal. And so now we're the AFLAC kickoff game. So uh, very happy to, uh, to uh, have AFLAC join us. We're going to raise additional dollars uh, for the uh, Peach Bowl Legacy Fund at the AFLAC Cancer and Blood Disorder Center. And AFLAC is also going to raise more money for the AFLAC Cancer and Blood Disorder Center is we're calling this game the kickoff for a cause. Uh, September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, and our games fall in September, so all of this makes so much sense. Um, so we're, we're really going to take advantage of the relationships we have to uh, keep, keep uh, trying to find a cure to give a kid another month, another year, another lifetime, uh, because no kid ch deserves to... Uh, uh, to suffer from the unfortunate uh, uh, parts of cancer. So it's very important to us. And, and so this year we're going to uh, continue to ring the bell in for college football by having uh, everybody come to Mercedes-Benz Stadium. We've got about 15 CEOs that are on the New York Stock Exchange. 
And uh, we've got the governor coming, the mayor coming. We have the duck coming, Buzz the Bee, Louis the Cardinal, Huddle's our mascot. They're all going to be at Mercedes-Benz Stadium on Friday morning. And at 9.30, we are going to ring the bell to the New York Stock Exchange virtually <laughs> and ring in college football. So uh, the governor will push the old leather helmet to, uh, to ring the bell to start the uh, trading session, but also to start the college football season. Yeah, that's very exciting for, for you. We'll get to the philanthropy uh, later on during our conversation. But it's very interesting because this is the longest tenured kickoff game they currently in the country and we're both uh, older gentlemen <laughs> so i remember uh we would have the occasional hall of fame game i think in new jersey back in the 90s but it was very sporadic some years on and some years off but what's led to the stability to have this kickoff contest chick-fil-a and now aflac kickoff classic or game take place here in atlanta for you know for a really long tenure now well it was interesting back in 2006 when the old bcs decided to create a championship game. Uh, we made a, a strong bid. We thought it was a winning bid. And um, the commissioners at the time decided to let the existing four BCS bowls, the Rose, the Sugar, the Orange, and the Fiesta, host their games and then on a rotational basis host the national championship game. So we didn't win that bid. In 2007, the NCAA legislated the 12th game to the, to the schedule. So I, I'm a very competitive person. I went to my board and I said, look, if the BCN, BCS is not going to let us in on the backside of the season, then we're going to start the BCS on the front side of the season. And I said, you know, I'm going to go uh, with the relationships I have and go find teams that are willing to play each other at the beginning of the season. Um, and we're going to pay them a lot of money. Uh, and we're going to create a new tradition in college football. Um, and I called it the beast. The, I called it the Daytona 500 of college football. Um, and subsequently, in the first month that I did that, through all the press releases, uh, Daytona 500 sent me a cease and desist letter uh, asking that we not use the Daytona 500 uh, monitor, uh, uh name for the for the game so um but we we started with clemson and alabama clemson was ranked number nine alabama it was nick saban's second season and people forget this in his first year he was only seven and six mm -hmm, i remember and lost lost to louisiana monroe um and so when i talked to nick who was a friend uh because we met each other during 2000 season when i had lsu here to play georgia tech um, Nick said, Gary, if we can play in Atlanta, we'd love to do it because Georgia is such a hot recruiting base that if we can win at recruiting in Alabama, be, be number one in Alabama and finish number two to Georgia in, in Georgia for recruiting, we'll play for national championships. Well, they came in and they were not even ranked or maybe ranked 25th in some polls. They came in and beat Clemson. 34 to 10, the cover of Sports Illustrated had Alabama's back as its cover. And um, Nick Saban would tell you that was the start of their dynasty, that game in Atlanta and the Chick-fil-A kickoff game. And uh, the next year, Alabama came in ranked number five in the country. 
and Virginia Tech was ranked number seven under Frank Beamer uh, in our Chick-fil-A kickoff game. Alabama won the game, won the national championship that year, and had 19 kids from Georgia on their roster. So, um, you know, this game has been very influential in Alabama, um, Georgia. Kirby Smart's first game was in the Chick-fil-A kickoff game against North Carolina, a win for him. Um, And so this game, prior to us starting this game in 2008, you know, college football at the beginning of the season was very nondescript games. Attendance was not very good at games because the the games were – in the heat, obviously, but they were over at halftime. You know, it was like 35 to nothing at halftime. And and um, and the TV viewing audience wasn't very good. And now, since we've started this game, you know, you look, Texas is playing Alabama the second game of the year this year. Uh, Notre mm-hmm. Dame played Ohio State last year, the first game of the year. So mm-hmm. we've changed the mentality of college football scheduling and and helped college football in a meaningful way. Yeah, and you've gone. You mentioned the inter inter intra conference matches uh, in the past uh, with Alabama playing uh, Clemson and so forth. The past few years, you've gone the opposite end. You had last year was Clemson and Georgia Tech, and this year is uh, Georgia Tech and Louisville. Is that just the way the schedules worked out, or is that I know you have a partnership with, or at least the the, the stadium has a deal with Georgia Tech? Is this a trend we expect in the future? More of interconference matches or will it go back to more of a team for different conferences facing each other? Yeah. Georgia tech has its own uh, contract with Mercedes Benz to put one game a year in Mercedes Benz. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we have a relationship with the ACC where as, as well as the SEC, uh, those two conferences used to be in our peach bowl game. And when we moved into the CFP new year's six game, where we don't dictate the teams or the conferences, the CFP selection committee will provide us our teams at the end of the year, based on whether we're a semifinal or, or um, going forward, whether a quarterfinal game or not. But um, we meet with the ACC and say, look, you have a Monday night exclusive TV slot on ESPN. Anytime that we can help with local teams, um, you know, use that game as a Chick-fil-A kickoff game, we'd be happy to help you. And so last year, Clemson, Georgia Tech, both close by. Um, You know, we started the season with an ACC conference game. And this year we're doing the same. We met with the ACC and Georgia Tech. Uh, They were going to play Louisville first game. I think the ACC's got Duke and Clemson for their Monday night game. So we said, well, we'll play Friday. We've never played a Friday night kickoff college football on Friday night with a primetime game, uh, exclusive TV slot on, on ESPN um, with Louisville and, and Georgia Tech. And so that's how it developed. So we're really looking forward to playing Friday night and uh, having an ACC game to kick off the season. Yeah, and another thing that's developed over the years uh, with this game and the Chick-fil-A bowl game is the college, fo- the college uh, football Hall of Fame. Uh, do it's, it's for those who don't know. I mean, that's it hasn't been always in Atlanta. We're so used to it being in Atlanta now, and uh, that looks pretty. You were front line with that as far as getting it to uh, to Atlanta. What was that process like for you, getting the Hall of Fame in Atlanta, and also how has that tie-in kind of helped with the synergy of both of your football games? 
Yeah, that that story is a book unto itself. That was, um, uh, you know, a strategy. Uh, I came out of the Atlanta Sports Council, running the Sports Council in 1998. And we had just come out of the Olympics in 96. And uh, Bob Costas termed a phrase, Atlanta's the sports capital of the world. And so I said, well, we're going to promote that. And so, um, you know, we brought in Final Fours and Super Bowls, et cetera, and built on the legacy of the Olympics. And then um, when I um, looked at the um, college football landscape, I said, you know, we could do the same thing for college football. So we had a vision to make Atlanta the capital of college football. And I went to South Bend, where the Hall of Fame was located for – and induction ceremonies, enshrinement ceremonies for the Hall of Famers. And it was very antiquated. Uh, they were only doing about 60,000 people a year. And I said, boy, this, this would be tremendous in Atlanta. We're a college football hotbed. A lot of alumni living here from different schools. You know, we're, we're going to build um, something special with college football. So uh, that was like 2003, something like that. Um, and it wasn't until 2011 that we signed the deal because they had a lease that ran through 2010 at South Bend. Um, but we moved the college football of fame here and it's been great for college football, great for the tourism industry. Um, you know, it, it probably has about 250,000 people going through it on an annual basis. And, um, so it's been, been very important to us in our vision of college football. We followed that up with, as we talked prior to this, the, um, you know, the kickoff game format. And then the last part of that was to elevate the bowl game. Um, In 1998, when I was in charge of selecting the teams, uh, I selected Virginia, who was ranked, I think, number 12, and Georgia, who wasn't ranked. And our own newspaper, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, headline read that Georgia's going to the Peach Bowl, a third-tier bowl game. Mm. So in our own city, we were looked at as a third-tier bowl game. And so through a lot of work, through a lot of partnerships, through a lot of great effort by the staff and the board and the volunteers, we were able to elevate the bowl to get into the New Year's Six uh, when the CFP started in 2013-14. So um, that was the last piece to really put us over the hump. And then you know, we went on to host national championships in 17. We'll host again in 25, the first city to host twice in the CFP era. As we move forward in next year, we'll host the first quarterfinal of the CFP 12-team playoff, um, where we'll host either number one, two, three, or four against a winner of the first round games. And then in 25, we'll host the semifinal again uh, for the CFP playoff, which Last year's semifinal, uh, we had 24 and a half million viewers, which mm-hmm. is in the top 20 all-time cable TV broadcast mm-hmm. in the history of cable TV. And it was just a, an instant classic. So, um, you know, with Atlanta being the fourth largest convention town in this, in this country, you know, our two kickoff games last year, our bowl game, um, we're three of the top five conventions and annually our one kickoff game and our one bowl game are in the top five. So you put that along with the SEC championship and three of the top five 
conventions on an annual basis are college football in the fourth largest convention town in the United States. So that's how important college football is to Atlanta. It's great economic impact and a great tax driver for the city and the state. Yeah. And um, I'll get to this now. You mentioned the early the charitable uh, donations with Aflac and the uh, just the contributions to the community. Uh, I was a former volunteer myself uh, back in the day. That's how I started uh, in getting involved with it. Now I'm in the media side of things. Uh, but what about the volunteers and just the the atmosphere of the game? Because it really does. That's a big part of the event. I know yourself, you will wear the volunteer shirt uh, as well, because it seems like you really have a big connection with the volunteers and uh, how it really uh, impacts the city uh, as it becomes, as these games uh, take place. Well, I have a unique uh, uh, history with the bowl. I, I back in 1985, helped uh, Robert Dale Morgan get his job uh, at the chamber, which at that time ran the Peach Bowl. And uh, Robert Dale, through our friendship, asked me to serve on the team selection committee. So I was a volunteer from 85 to 98 when I worked for Adidas and Converse and uh, had my own sports marketing company. And so I started as a volunteer. Uh, yeah. I used to hang banners down at old Fulton County Stadium in that cold, uh, wintry days outside. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I have a great appreciation for the volunteers, which I think we provide the best Southern hospitality and, and best uh, uh, experience. Uh, and I don't say that, you know, just out of braggadocious uh, statements. Uh, we were voted this year by the um, 44 bowl games to have the best student athlete experience. Uh, so we won the award at the national uh, convention of, of bowl season. Um, and that's due to our volunteers and our staff doing such a great job of providing Southern hospitality and really caring about, you know, the experience that the fans, the student athletes, the, the, the uh, administration are going to have when they come to our city. So, um, yeah, it's very important to us to uh, provide that Southern hospitality and make sure people have a great experience. Yeah, for sure. And then lastly, uh, you mentioned the expansion of the playoffs. So conference realignment has been the, really the story of the offseason. Uh, how has the, the bowl or the Peach Bowl, uh, Inc., not necessarily stay ahead of the curve, but just kind of how are you assessing the just the the not uncertainty, but just the change in the conference realignment? Because that's a direct effect on you, I'm sure, is bowl eligibility, bowl tie-ins. Uh, how have y'all handled that and just uh, as a business uh, as we get through? Well, it impacts us in a couple of ways. Yeah. One is, uh, you know, scheduling-wise, what are the conferences going to do scheduling-wise? Because uh, currently with the ACC and SEC, who are the primary um, teams that play in our in our in our AFLAC kickoff game, um, you know, having eight games on their their uh, conference schedule really helps us because with four non-conference games to schedule, there's some inventory left for us to select teams. Um, if they move to a nine-game conference schedule, that inventory shrinks and it makes it very difficult to schedule these kickoff game format games. So um, that's important. Um, so we have to watch that, see what develops with the conference scheduling. And then secondly, as it relates to the bowl, 
you know, we're in good shape right now. We've done a great job as a New Year's Six Bowl game hosting, you know, semifinals and top 10 teams on an annual basis. And the goal is to continue that relationship with the CFP into the future. Um, obviously, as we mentioned earlier, we're going to host the quarter and semi in 24 and 25. But the CFP will have new contracts in 2026 uh, with TV networks as well as with bowls. And so we don't quite know what the what the that will look like. Um, we think they'll stay with a 12 team uh, playoff. But again, they've got two years of testing it in 24 and 25, and then they'll make the decision in 26, which direction they go. But our goal is to remain as uh, one of the top bowls, like the Rose, the Sugar, the Orange, the Cotton, and Fiesta, and host quarters and semis on an annual basis. Yeah, and uh, once again, thank you for your time, Gary. But just what can people look forward to over the next few days as they get ready for a Louisville and Georgia Tech on a Friday night? Well, I know everybody's got pent up demand to watch college football. And so we kick off with uh, our our tailgate town in International Plaza, right next to Mercedes Benz, where we've, we've got all kinds of sponsor activities, games, um, you know, giveaways. Um, so people should come out there and enjoy that before they uh, go watch the teams actually get off their bus and walk through Home Depot backyard. Uh, into the stadium, and then we'll kick off at 736, uh, the college football season in Atlanta in the AFLAC kickoff game. All right. Well, Gary, appreciate the time. Thank you for speaking with us. And hopefully we can do this again in the near future when you get ready for the, the bowl game. That'd be great. We'd enjoy that. And hopefully we see you at the game and get a chance to host you. Absolutely.